listeners. This is this is wonderful. Welcome to the great nursing home of the Dicey Experience. Where? Where? What am I doing again? Where am I? Psst. We did we did this intro last time. Oh crap, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you have amnesia, insane. sir. <laughs> oh, um, hi, I'm Jason Sketch. Welcome back to the Dicey Experience, where I shouldn't be making up intros right at the beginning, but here we are. Um, to my left is Lazy Man. Lazy Man, you want to tell us about you and your character? Yeah, my name is Lazy Man Gamer. I play Jean Lafayette, the Heron Gone Rogue Ranger. And I think 40 episodes in, first time we've repeated an intro on accident. I think that's a pretty good record. It's not too bad. Who, who's to your left there? Uh, this would be Meerkat. Hey, everybody. This is Meerkat playing the ever-wonderful Lucas Fandwea, the human cleric. Awesome. And uh, who's, who's your buddy there that, that's smiling real big? This is Crew... Uh, aka stolen hey everybody it's stolen soul i am playing crew saipan the warlock turtle for y'all tonight and he's a little bummed oh no why is crew bummed because things have happened <laughs> things have happened that is a solid definition what 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 <laughs> things have happened to crew in the past couple episodes well crew had the fates basically pissed off at him because he lies a lot <laughs> uh he had to rescue his old clan because they were taken over by an evil earth genasi which thanks to lucas is now dead and now he is no longer captain surprise he didn't get the votes oh no <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised if they listen to the episodes. <laughs> they should be. They should have all voted for crew. <laughs> he was an amazing captain. Oh, man. I, I have a very important logistical question. Okay. Jason. Yes. In your Discord, are we all to your left, or do you not know your left from your right? I think... Because of the reversing of the screens here, uh, it would okay, look like yeah. you're on my left, but you're right. When I lifted my left hand up, it definitely was nobody's to my left. So, I see. I see. You Blame mean we're not all technology. sitting around a table? <laughs> oh, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> nope. Maybe one day. That, that would be cool. explains the last 39 intros. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. However, if you run a uh, Comic-Con or something and you're interested in having us come in, uh, I don't know, do an episode live in front of a studio audience, I would say 75% of us are totally down for that. I would also say 75% of us know our left from our right. <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'm struggling here because I want to know, as a DM, I need to know how kind of everybody's feeling. So I think we're going to start with crew. And, and I want to say it's been about three days since 
since the events of last episode, the vote, all the fun shenanigans. Um, crew, you're, you're, I imagine you're up in the crow's nest, kind of where you usually are. Um, how did you get up there with one arm? It was a struggle. Um, after the first day of of this, crew has tied a rope up to the top of the crow's nest and uses that to help him climb along with the ladder itself. Awesome. He wouldn't um he wouldn't just fly up there with his magic flying powers. No, he likes to save that in reserve because he can only use that once okay. a day. Sounds good. Let's see that's little details I need to know. So Crew, you're up in this crow's nest. It's a nice sunny day. It's been about three days since everything's happened. Um as a crew, you guys are all well aware you're about a day's travel away from what would be marked as the terrarium. You have you've you've passed by the seven the seven aisles at some place that you kind of know as your home. Um, you've you've offered to um, Kumba if he would like to go stop off there, and he's he says no. Kumba having too much fun on boat, and then he goes and um, punches Drake in the face while Drake is passed out drunk, and Drake is upset, and there's a whole chasing scene that happens regularly on the boat almost every morning. Um, amusing enough, so Kumba seems to be having a good time hanging out on the boat. But you've passed the seven aisles where you've had a lot of memories yourself, um, knowing that. Magic is, is often rejected there. You've lost an arm. Um, you didn't really spend much time with what would be considered your old family. And you've been attacked by this strange Genasi person. What's what's going through Crew's mind? What's happening right now? Uh, it's kind of a little bittersweet uh, feeling for Crew right now. He is happy that he was able to save his old clan and get that kind of back to where it needed to be. Um, he got to see his friends and and V and Smoke and and Thane and all of them, but he's also a little sad that his current chosen family uh, has a lot of distrust in him, and he is very deep in his thoughts on how what he can do to try and earn that back and try and just keep moving forward with them. Um. And also, while we are sailing past the uh, Seven Isles, just in kind of a desperate attempt to have a little bit of sanity, for a moment he's going to cast a message out towards the island, towards, uh, and see if he can reach Sephra. Just to say, Sephra, it's crew. I just wanted to let you know that I miss you, and I'm doing okay. I just want you to roll me, roll me a straight d20. 10. What feels like an eternity passes by. And finally, you get a small response. Rue, where are you? Please come home. I'm not going to respond. Just hearing her voice kind of lifts me up a little bit. Okay. The majority of the time, Crew just spins up there thinking and, and heading on Fang. Fang is highly interested in your in your bandages around your arm and and actively attempts to remove them. Fang, stop it. You're going to rip this off, and we are riding low on replacements. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I know that you like playing with it, and I'm going to rip off just a little piece and, and use that kind of like a little cat toy type thing and distract him. Let's see how long I can use that to distract Let's him. Let's do an animal handling check. Sure, because that's something crew does. <laughs> Natural 20. Nice. For a 21. He's enthralled. 
this is the best thing you've ever given him. Forget the flags that he's been making a nest in. Forget the 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 cool little dragon Drake that's that's down below that he plays tag with every once in a while. This this is legit. I uh, I shred the end of one of it so it's like a little like um, tattered looking, so that it's e harder for him to just grab and hold on it. So it's easier for me to just pull it away from each time. And I've also attached it to a uh, a little pole so that I can use that to to move around the. The crow's nest. It is his favorite thing. From from this point forward, if you were to pull that out, Fang is fully focused on you and that toy. And he seems to be the owner of the crew that still is actively trying to spend time with you. Uh, crew sensing that the rest of the crew doesn't really want to spend time with him, isn't forcing himself onto them. So he's he's spending the majority of his time either in his room or in the crow's nest, even taking meals up there. Knowing that he's, he's now met a air genasi and an earth genasi, that have both claimed to be heirs to this this ring of his. What are what's going through his mind? What is something what is something he's dwelling on or dealing with or you know focusing on? Uh still trying to figure out why his patron decided to give him the ring and not to one of his heirs. And are those the only two heirs or are there multiple? I mean, how prolific was his patron? So that's kind of a lot of thoughts going through his head. Yeah. And also just thinking of other ways he can hide it or protect it or just keep it to himself. Because he feels like if his patron gave it to him, there was a reason. Absolutely. Camera kind of pans there, watching crew contemplating and playing with one hand with the cat toy and holding the ring in another. Looking at it, thinking about it, thinking of other ways to hide it. Camera pans down moves down into the deck and you and you see Kumbo and Drake they're working on a project where they're having to move barrels from one end of the deck to the other Drake didn't seem too happy about it but Kumbo seems to be enjoying himself um, and he seems to be moving a little bit faster than Drake which seems to be irritating Drake a little bit so Drake's trying to get his best to keep up pans over to a little bit where where big damage from a large fireball had hit the uh, the deck of your ship and the, the brothers are working together they got the automaton out that's out there kind of helping to to patch and, and mold things up the um the monkey with the cannon is, is hanging out on the edge of the deck, kind of keeping an eye and, and actively almost like protecting them while they are focusing on doing the repairs of this of this giant hole that is on your deck there. There's a, a face that Mr. Jean's making. I'm just kind of curious. Monkey with a cannon. You're yes. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Um, artificers. They ah, have cannons and have, things that they make. Yes, and so I don't know if you remember or not. But uh, they have a monkey. It's a little like like a little robot monkey that has a little like cannon that it carries with it around, yeah. and so okay, it's hanging out on the edge Very there. Very cool. Yeah, Drake seems to be nope, nameless. Um, as you pan back up towards the top of the deck, where the deck again has a an a upper tier in the front, and then it's a lower tier that connects to the big pole that connects to the crow's nest, and then another back upper tier um, where the the wheel of the ship is. Um, the, helm. the helm of the ship is um, in front of the helm uh, we see nameless um, kind of curled up like a cat or a dog taking a nap in front of the helm there and you notice behind him are two um, herringon legs and as it rises up a little bit uh, you definitely see one sword in the hilt and some nice I guess would, would John be wearing some new newer fresh clothing after walking through a sewer 
I think John has probably just tasked someone with cleaning the older clothes. Uh, because I, he really only has like one or two sets. Uh, he has, um, if, uh, if you have forgotten, been a slave for a while now. <laughs> yeah. And so new clothes have not really been a priority of his to ensure he's got something fresh and clean all the time. Okay. That's fair. Um, they stay, they look cleaner than they were. Not necessarily stained, um, nice and buttoned up as, as the camera continues to move up and you see the helm with him standing behind it, actively turning it, you see Captain Adar's hat kind of sitting at the top of, of the helm, just kind of just tilted to the side. And then um, behind it is Jean. You've got the compass out, the map is out, and it's definitely giving you grid lines and, and a good direction on how to get to the terrarium as you get closer and closer to this space, you're noticing that the image of is getting a little bit larger and larger of what looks like a uh, giant uh, dragon turtle skeleton with tentacles and different things coming out of the sides of it. What's going through your mind, John? What are what are we doing? Yeah, John's uh, been through it a little bit the the last three days or so. You know, uh, lazy man has his nice little feelings wheel here. Um, so we, <laughs> it really we, does, we, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, we started out a little surprised here after the vote. Um, all of the emotions that Jean are feeling are on this right side of the feelings wheel, which is labeled feelings when your needs are not met. So we start out surprised. Surprised because Jean isn't really sure how he lost the vote. He kind of had an instrumental hand in making sure that Kumba and Frederican became a part of the crew, uh, recruiting Pancon and Francon, Drake, his longtime buddy. It, it would really seem like the vast majority of the crew is the crew because of John. So it, it's a little surprising, especially as the quartermaster, the one who's in charge of everyone's welfare, that they decided not to elect the one who is in charge of their welfare and made sure that they're taken care of here on the crew. So that, it was a little surprising. So we've gone through those emotions. And then that emotion turns into disgust, which is this purple color here on the feelings wheel. Uh, disgust because Jean also realizes that he is the only one on this ship with serious pirating experience. Uh, sailing with one of the largest pirating ships, um in the world on one of the most despicable crews and has really gone throughout this world and done the most vile piratey stuff. Uh, and as often happens, disgust is going to breed resentment. And so Jean gets into a pit of anger here, especially over the end of day one and day two. Lots of throwing things about, ignoring nameless, kicking buckets just so that Kumba and Drake have to pick them up. Uh, a lot of that type of uh, behavior is going on with these emotions. Uh, and then we get to the end of day two, and that's where we get into the shame here, okay? And that's because John sits down with Drake, and this is when the bubble up of emotion finally comes to a head, all of that anger, disgust, and surprise. And Jean realizes that while Jean has his freedom, he, he was 
set free uh, by Captain Nadar, Drake is still enslaved and bound to our collective debt. It's not just my debt and his debt independently. We went in on a venture together that failed and we became slaves together. So even though my debt is paid off, his is not. And Jean has been running around angry and disgusted and not taking into account how his best friend is doing. And so that turns into shame. And so there's a bit of a dark cloud that goes over uh, Jean for the rest of that second day into the beginning of that third day. And here on the mid part of the uh, third day, we start to get into this peaceful area. So now we're getting into when our, when our needs are being met onto that left side of the feeling wheel here. Um, and he's peaceful because he has a plan. We're going to the terrarium. We're going to take care of Nadar. We're going to find trinkets, beasts, creatures to sell, whatever we can find inside of that terrarium to take back to the less mystical world to make a fortune and get Drake his freedom so that I can go back to the love of my life, Charlotte, on the mainland. So that but how does John feel? It's just really <laughs> depressed. <laughs> what, are, what are his thoughts about the, the events that have transpired? He's, he's gone from traveling on a random island with Nadar and taking on two new crew members randomly. Then, then losing Nadar as they're on their way to the next island where then he has to encounter and, and meet with an old, almost like an aunt to him who then tells him, oh, by the way, you've got this great destiny. Good luck. Um, and now he's dealing with, with that briefly only to encounter the enemies that this great destiny has um, for a brief moment and running away like a scared chicken to then go to another place where he was just actively attacked. What is, what's, uh, what's happening there? I think there's one correction that needs to be made. Bravely ran away. Okay, intelligently ran away in terms of self-preservation. Uh, Jean, like, it's honestly gotten to be a little bit too much for him. Like, he, he has gone from being this slave and now he's supposed to be this important person that's gonna, you know, help save the world from this evil force thing that's out there like dragon connected something who knows what okay there's all these like dragon lord rider things drake wardens who knows what all is going on john doesn't really care about that he cares about his one true love he's already been separated from her for so long and now he just it feels like another thing that's going to keep him from him that if i go down any of these avenues of pursuit I might lose my life and like he's just not about that like it's saving the world sounds great and that's awesome but he really just kind of wants to settle down for a little bit and then maybe like in a year or two he can save the world but it seems to be going fine right now so there's no like it's not even really a pressing concern in his mind maybe things will change when we get into the terrarium and like there will be an actual visible actionable evil right in front of him 
But for now, it's like something a monkey lady told him. And on a monkey planet, and maybe he just was doing drugs or something and dreamed the whole thing. So there's there's no real telling. Fair enough. Um, and, and no hard feelings to crew with, with being attacked by a random Genasi person. Um, seeing some strange place that this genie went into and all that. There's hard feelings there, but... John feels a little bit better about where the crew is, where the ship is, with crew not being in power. Uh, the the rest of the crew has decided he's trustworthy, he can stay around, so John's just going to let that sit where it is, and he'll probably keep him at arm's distance. He's not going to go sharing his deepest, darkest feelings with crew anytime soon. Okay. Any small scene or anything you want to do while we're hanging out here? Uh, I think the only thing, and we can maybe even do it later when we get a little bit closer to the terrarium, is he did want, John did want to sit down with Kumba and at the very least Lucas and talk through the terrarium and what it looks like, how to get into it, and just whatever Kumba knows about it because he seemed to have some knowledge earlier. So Sean wants to see what he can glean from him. Now doesn't seem like the right time, as uh, Kumba's picked up whatever barrel he has and has chucked it at Drake. Seems to be yelling at him, and uh, Drake, with an amazing dexterity, was able to use his um, monk ability to catch it, turn around and throw it back at Kumba. Anything you want to do about that? Um... Uh... It's not really my job as the quartermaster yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We keep sailing away. Camera kind of kind of fades a little bit from the sunlight, and and we open back up inside the castle that we experienced a moment ago. And it's shaking again, Lucas. You're standing there again. It's not the first time you've experienced this. It was real. Now you've lived it. Night. Night. After night. Same as always, goddess shows up, her hair brushes against your shoulder, learn to speak. She puts her finger to her mouth to shush you. You see a man crying, dressed in holy robes, standing over the Genasi's body. And there is the Nilbog, who you haven't seen in days. His hand on the man's shoulder. The man cried. The man leans down, pulls the holy symbol off of the Genasi that's on the ground watches the spirit rises from the Genasi. They have a moment. In that moment, the god always reminds the Genasi, I could have offered you all the glory, but you refuse to follow my ways. And then you watch the soul travel from there and into Crew's ring. When the ring flashes yellow, you wake up. Two nights you've spent in this room. It took Crew that long to get out of there. I take offense. <laughs> <laughs> he took a fence, he took the bed sheets, he took everything. <laughs> this is Nadar's old room. Formerly Crew's room, but it is the captain's quarters. What do you do when you sit up from the bed? I, as I sit up, I can feel that I've been sweating profusely as I'm uh, laying there, like in a, in a cold sweat, and... I kind of I sit up and slightly confused about where I am and I kind of go to touch my face and like I 
Lucas has been crying as well, but he doesn't know why. And he kind of wipes wipes his face and kind of tries to compose himself and throws his legs over the, the edge of the bed and kind of sits at the edge of the bed and he's still overwhelmed with everything that has happened and confused about what happened, how or why his patron is crying over somebody that Lucas had a hand in, in killing. Like, should I not have done that? Is there something else that did I go against her wishes that I, I didn't know her wishes? Uh, and kind of take a deep breath, kind of stand up and just try to push that to the back of my mind as I take on the responsibility of something you didn't really want, captain of a ship. Being two weeks from departure, <laughs> first time on a boat, and being on board a ship with a crew that seems much more experienced and confident than he is, like imposter syndrome, and kind of stays in his room longer than expected, uh, morning, not wanting to leave, but knowing that he has to, to try and keep the ship moving. Uh, he thinks back to Tortoon and how it changed so much in such a short time, hoping his family is okay and that they somehow weren't caught up in whatever those changes were, that they were far enough away that it didn't impact them and apprehensive about getting to the ter terrarium. He's not in the right headspace to do a cooking competition right now. You fight the, um, you fight the desire just to stay in bed all day and they give in to, like you said, the pressure of I'm captaining. I need to get up and make sure things are happening. You pull the silk sheets off of you and you go to step out of the bed and it takes you a moment because your toe gets caught up in a spot of the bed that um, Fang chewed on and gnawed at and it's kind of made some threads that you've occasionally gotten your feet caught up in and tangled in. Finally getting your feet untangled from there and fight it off, you you throw on the, the new robes that you, you received from the Genasi. What what form do these clothings take as you put them on? Uh, it would be a he would still be wearing his his apron but now he has a what he thinks a a, a pirate captain would have which is a, a ostentatious coat that has shoulder pads that are like flat with with uh um little metal uh, buttons that are going around the outside that flows uh, to a, a very long coat that just barely above the ground and he has uh, buttons that go down the side of his coat that is open and that f it flows behind him everywhere he walks and it's a kind of a black with red uh, inlay no real 
pattern, but it's just like a, a red border around everything. You're, you stand there for a moment, looking at yourself in the mirror, making sure everything is perfect and in place. You catch your breath with the active tapping of, of Nadar's face tapping against the back of that closet door. As the water goes back and forth. It's rhythmic and nice to sleep, too. For a brief moment, do you do you think about the fact that you put your captain in a closet? Does that bother you? Does it impact you in a negative way? Are you even worried about it? I guess the first night that I stayed in the room, I heard the tapping, and I could not sleep because that is what happened to the first captain I ever knew, and it could happen to me. And then I could be stuffed in a closet for an unknown amount of time. <laughs> You've um, you got the dagger on your hip that stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> it was given back to you recently by one of the the brothers. They informed you that it's a special dagger that seems to only impact Jim Dragonborn. It's got an activation in it that takes the Jim part of the Dragonborn turns them into that a petrified gen gem they've heard stories of this being reversed but they've never seen it they've only seen the first side effect which is the powder going into the bloodstream and kicking this thing off but that's what was in the handle the hilt was the powder that activated this you can see the push button that the lizard folk used the chameleon gentleman that came onto the boat and when he pressed on it, it inserted it like a needle into the man's body. In Nodar's body. What do you do with it? Do you keep it on your hilt? Do you do you put it somewhere else in the room? I I guess I try and kind of like tap it against Nadar or like put the the um the hilts against him and see if there's like a way to reverse what happened, like it goes in one way, but turn it around and it puts it back in the other way. Um, after a while, I, I kind of don't know what to do with it. Hopefully it doesn't turn anybody else into... I don't know if, if Lucas would know that it is that's... He, uh, Frankon and Pankon described it to him, right? Yes, yeah, they described what it did. What okay. it did they, and they say, look, like it's it's not going to do any other effect. It's it's like a needle. You mm -hmm. have to fill and like kind of twist because the cap off. You have to fill it with another... Thing for it to do its job okay and so i uh, i'll i won't keep it on myself it seems like it could be something that could be stolen and used again on somebody else so i'll hide it in the closet underneath uh, a box or something okay yeah there's a bunch of boxes with random papers and things in there from nadar's journeys you were able to easily hide it because there seems to be zero organizational method to the madness of Nadar's closet. And I'll I quickly just put it in a box somewhere and I'll just kind of close the door and just lose a little composure while I'm in there, but I'll quickly get back under control. About that time that you close the door that you hear a big crash outside and uh, again, Kumba is yelling. It's not unfamiliar, but yet he is yelling. A deep sigh. Steal myself and straighten my back and grab my uh, large uh, triangle-shaped pirate hat and put it on to to complete the 
what I think a pirate captain should look like and go outside. John, below you see um, Captain Lucas step out onto the deck. Do you do anything? Do you announce anything? No. <laughs> Presenting Captain! <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no captain on deck from the quartermaster or anything? Is that the quartermaster's job? No, that's not the quartermaster's job. Okay. Sounds Surely. good. Is he... <laughs> This is kind of the first time he's kind of got this ostentatious look um, coming out. Is this what a captain you expect him to look expect him to be dressed like? You know what I expect him to be dressed like? No. <laughs> but captains are no known for all sorts of fanciful and terrifying garb, and so if this is what Lucas thinks will inspire fear in the <laughs> eyes of his enemies, then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Come onto the deck. No one announces you're there. But you definitely see, again, an not an unfamiliar scene for the past couple of days. Drake and Kumbo. Um, Kumba, excuse me, Drake and Kumba. Um, four heads touching and um, yelling at each other. There's a little, you know, anime lightning bolt that goes between their eyes. Listen, man, I wasn't trying to do anything. You threw it at me. You say funny name. You call me funny name. Dude, I just called you a hoss. Hoss is a good thing. No, it's not. You say mean things to Kumba all the time. No, dude, a hoss is a really good thing. Just take it for what it is. No! Stop saying funny names about Kumba. <sighs> uh, I'm going to cast Create Water above them and drop. 10 gallons of water just on top of them both. <sighs> oh, what the crap? Drake is just soaking wet as a bugbear's fur is just dripping. Kumba, Kumba looks anxious and is kind of looking around to see where this water magically came from. This, this is not normal. Where magic water come from? I'm going to walk on up and go, Kumba, get blow deck and organize the inventory. Drake, clean up the deck. Separate yourselves. I'm down with that. Kumba don't fight. Kumba don't want to go below. Kumba want to stay up top. I am the captain, Kumba. You obey my orders or you leave the ship. <laughs> Kumba didn't vote for you. And Kumba storms off. I don't know my breath. I didn't vote for me either. What do you guys do? Um, if you're looking for the other characters, uh, Lily is sitting on the very front of the ship. You know, the little pole that sticks out of the front of the ship, which is called the... String... The string is the name yeah. of the ship. The front of the, the pole. Bow. On the, the bow. bow, I think. Yeah. 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 The very front and the bow, her little feet are hanging off and the flame sword is just resting against her chest. Um, you would know that the other two sisters and um, Freddy, Frederican, are actively practicing their cooking skills to make meals for the crew in the kitchen. Should be everyone. I'm going to yell down from the crow's nest. Uh, Captain look up what is it crew do you know how far we are from the terrarium do we need to start getting prepared do i know how long we are from the terrarium yes you guys are well aware that's about a day's travel i think it's about a day's travel crew you see anything uh a bunch of seagulls okay about at it we'll s stay the course aye, aye. Good, good job crew make a perception check lucas 
Seven. Never mind, Lucas. The the seeds are nice. The sun is out. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Things seem to be a good, great summer day. Boat is yours, y'all. What do you want to do? I'm gonna go find Jean. Jean is is up by the uh, helm. The helm. Helm. Steering the ship. Steering the ship. Nameless is in front. Nameless is a little bit bigger now, right? A little bit, yeah. Not quite yeah. that small hatchling size. Now more of a young adult, young teenager size. Trick. Yeah, it's been like four days, so he's grown a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say about the size of like a uh, large dog, like a Great Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Curled, yeah. curled up in front of the uh, the front of the helm. Captain? John, how are you? How's everything going? I am a leaf on the waves. Watch how I sail. I wanted to say <laughs> that I would still like you to be on the stream as quartermaster if that you want to keep that position. I think having your experience on the ship would be... Uh, something we need right now i greatly appreciate that that sounds like a phenomenal idea from a very wise captain speaking of which i think it would be beneficial for us to speak with kumba he seemed to indicate some knowledge about the terrarium we will do that thank you any time. I serve at the pleasure of the captain. And I'll <laughs> and I stand there and like uh, put my weight on my front of my feet and the back and kind of just sway a little and look around and go keep helming and then I'll walk it away. It might be a good idea to check on the repairs for the ship. That is where I was going. And as you walk away, you just hear Jean kind of chanting to himself, I am calm, I am cool, I am collected. Where are we at on the emotion wheel now? <laughs> peaceful. We are peaceful. Gosh darn it, don't tell me I'm not anything but peaceful. <laughs> so you head down to see... I will go to see the hull in the top of the ship. Uh, it seems like they've, they've, they've come a long way. Um, the the patchwork is, is being done really nicely. You've got um, Francon on top, um, nailing in the boards, while Pancon's kind of down below, being held up by the automaton, um, holding the board up as they're kind of nailing things in. Um, you hear some expletives going back and forth in Dorvish, but... Um, but the hole seems to be being worked on. What uh? What are we? I'm sorry. <laughs> what are we laughing about? <laughs> the the physics of someone above hammering on something that is being held up from below is just gonna push down every time he hammers. <laughs> it's never gonna go in. Why wouldn't he hold the board on the top or hammer from below? <laughs> 
You're both hammering at both directions. Oh, okay. At the same time. <laughs> In perfect timing. <laughs> In Dorvish fashion, sir. Obviously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they are master craftsmen, so I shouldn't question it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jason Sketch. I don't know crap about maintenance. <laughs> Do not ask me those stupid questions. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I couldn't control it. <laughs> I was imagining he was bracing it so that it would fall through while they were nailing. Anyhow, <laughs> the board is being held by one brother and the other brother is doing the nailing. But it is being repaired in a fashion in which it would be repaired well. <laughs> Much better than the DM would have described it. <laughs> what is the right way? Imagine that. <laughs> uh, in Dwarvish, I'll say, uh, Frank on... Hang on, how's the repairs coming? It is, it is good. Uh, we should be done in a uh, in day or two. Yes, yes, day or two. As uh, you know, here, my muscle menos, uh, more or less in day or two. Um, it, it, it took us longer. Well, you see, um, Franco, he got hungry, and uh, we had to stop to eat. And then we see Drake and Kumba fight, and so we place bets with crew, and uh, we win some money from crew. Yes, we win lots of money from crew. It's, it's amusing to, to uh, pick on the uh, the poor turtle man. He does not understand very good dwarfish. It's, it's a lot of fun. Ah, Jesse, we had a good time picking on that good the little turtle man. Um, but uh, yes, we, they, they, they are too. It should be uh, more or less done. You know, they are too. They are too. Great. Uh, yep. You have to... Know, weigh the the work with with the the relax. So you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, yes, of course. Um, very good. Uh, the the Frederick and he's not uh, he's not making something this evening. Is he? His food is not as good as yours. Ah, uh, unfortunately, I don't have as much time to cook now. But he is uh an official pr apprentice to me as a chef. So. Let's let's give him some some positive reinforcement, and hopefully he gets better quickly. We, we will hope, Wevo Capitan. We will hope. Uh, keep keep going. Uh, yes, good. Uh, we, we, we will finish. Uh, perhaps game of uh, beer pong later. Definitely. Oh, good, good, good. Da, ah, yes, good. And I'll rock between the the front of my foot and the back of my foot, and then turn around and walk away. <laughs> Uh, crew has not been down in six hours. I do not know if he needs to poop. But uh, perhaps check on crew. See, uh... Lucas just deflate a little bit. And then stand back up and start climbing the mast. Is Lucas afraid of heights? No. No, okay. He wouldn't be. I'll climb to the top and get in the crow's nest. Is a tight fit with two adults. Yeah. <laughs> crew crew scoots over to one side as far as he can, pushing the flags off to the side. Uh, Captain, what what are you doing up here? Oh, I'll just kind of stop and look around and see if I see anything on the horizon. Sure, make a perception check. As he's looking around, I'm just going to kind of follow his head move it and look the same it's like, is he trying to look for something specific or this is really awkward uh 16 there's lots of water um no real clouds in sight it's not too hot though so you're okay 
Sun is out. Yes, I am kind of sad that I didn't see anything to kind of avoid a general conversation. So, uh, crew, um, back when we were in the jail, uh, I saw something strange. It kind of been keeping me up at night. What was that? Well, the, the genie that we killed, I, when everyone was, was leaving, I saw a, a man, a glowing man, uh, crouching over him and was, was weeping over his body and the soul of the genie went, went out of the genie and into your ring. And so, DM, I didn't see any of this, right? I didn't see the flash. I didn't see anything. Nope. With the... I would, here's what I would say. In that moment, you did not. Because okay. of the intensity of the situation and how fast things were moving, you got to remember that when we talked about it, Lucas... Um, time slowed down for Lucas. Right. And so he was able to see this full movement with with gods or deities of, of the realm, which, which we... Um, which are also known as guardians. Um, they have the ability to kind of slow things down and move at a different pace than the people around them. And so this was moving actively quick enough that, that Lucas was, was blessed enough to be able to see this moment, but crew did not see anything because you were too focused on yeah. there's a portal being made. The ground is shaking. Where are all the people? Right. You know. So what, what would have taken five minutes for them was like half a second to me or something like yes. that. Yes. Okay. I I didn't see anything like that, Captain. You have noticed that sometimes there's a strange tint or coloration to your ring recently. But but I, I have noticed my ring occasionally will glow a, a different color, kind of like a yellow color. But that it, it doesn't last very long, only maybe like half a minute, if that. I, I haven't noticed any stronger powers out of it, just a color change. Uh, I think I had already noticed that your ring was magical not that it glowed yet uh i i don't want to intrude uh, on your beliefs uh your 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 ring seems magical and precious to you do you, can you tell me more about it or, or why this this would happen uh honestly your guess would be as good as mine captain uh i met my patron uh in a cave and he just gave me the ring i mean i was there trying to help another friend so i don't know if he just took pity on me or why he gave me the ring but he gave it to me and said here you go and that's about it i've seen him once since then when he brought me the tome in the middle of the night one night and he's really not giving me any explanation the the genie that we killed he said something about that being his dad but again my patron hasn't said anything about him having kids so i don't know anything about it weird so nothing out nothing out of the ordinary no nothing out of the ordinary has happened at least you know recently mm. okay as you're talking about this crew you find your thumbs kind of rubbing over it and then lucas you're noticing this too as he rubs, it'll either go back to the blue, and then it'll next rub around, it'll turn yellow. Then back to blue, and then back to yellow. It, I've never never noticed it 
changing to my touch. That's really weird. You get a sense that you need to select either yellow or blue. So swipe right or swipe left? Yeah. I'm going to set it. It's normally kind of a blue, right? Yes, you said it was more kind of like a... It, like it's sil it was like a silver color when I had beforehand. Okay, yes, then then the silver color, then not the blue, silver color, silver and then yellow. Okay, yeah, silver and then yellow. Okay, so I will uh, I'll swipe it to make it kind of a yellow, and then I'll just cast an Eldritch Blast out into the air. To see, it. does it feel different? Does it look different? Um, once you set switch the yellow and felt like you've you've activated it. Um, you fire Eldritch Blast off, and it doesn't feel much different. Um, but you almost sense like you have a different sense of power about you. You watch as when you when you select it, the the holy symbol that was pulled off Lucas from the gentleman, which is almost like, if I remember correctly, a cloud with like a lightning bolt type type description. Um, it, it it flashes for a brief second on the ring and then fades. Crew for for mechanical purposes, um, you feel. Like you can walk a little bit farther. Um, there's a strange aura that goes off of you that you feel like can do two different things for your your party now. Um, one, anybody that stands starts their turn next to you gets an extra five foot of movement. Sorry, extra yes, an extra five foot of movement at the start of their turn. Okay. And then they also, um, if they start within ten feet of you, they cannot be frightened. Mechanically, you now have the ability to select the earth section so remember that you now you roll dice every morning to see what mm -hmm. which are the four now you have the ability to either choose the beginning of the day if it's going to be the earth genasi or one of the other three um elements okay and again it would be a randomized if it's one of the other three but you can actively choose the earth one and whatever powers comes with the earth one you can automatically choose at the beginning of the day along with okay. these other three parts. Again, an extra 10 feet of movement for you. Anybody that starts their turn off within 10 feet of you can move an extra 5 feet. And you also, um, anybody that starts their turn within 10 feet of you can't be frightened. Okay. Including you. That's when you select the earth. Does that make sense? Yep. Cool. Okay, you may continue. And I, I saw the symbol appear on the ring. The same as the holy symbol? Yes. It's like a small, like, two-second flash, and then it vanishes. Oh. Oh. That, that symbol, is that... Do you know that symbol? I... I don't. Um, no. Is, is it a... <laughs> is it some kind of symbol that you recognize? Have you seen it in a book or anything? I... I recognize it. The... The glowing man... He took it off the genie uh, before he went into your ring. I, I wonder if it's that glowing man's symbol. I mean, who who all was there? Who all was in that in that moment? Because I didn't see any of it. It was the the strange glowing man, and I think the Dilbog was there as well, which was weird. What? What? It was like I was having a, a strange vision. Well, the Nilbog has called himself a guardian. I wonder if this person was also a, a guardian. Could be. They, it's like they both knew him, the genie, and were just sad that they, he had died. You know, it's kind of weird. I haven't seen the Nilbog since we've left. Yeah, Portland. maybe we should have a book with him. 
Yeah, if if we ever see him, maybe we can ask the one of the sisters if they've seen him. I mean, I know yeah that they came on board with him, so they're they got a close tie. It's a good starting point. Usually, Nilbot comes to any calls, but maybe we can. We... Yeah, I I know we tried to call him to get us back to the ship mm, when we were that's leaving, right. and he didn't and he didn't come. But I haven't tried to call him since we've been on uh, back on board. I'll ask Lily. She seems to like me. Okay. She still scares me a little bit, but she's growing on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, thanks for being up here and, and looking out. Uh, this vision has been kind of weighing on me a little. Um, I'm not sure why. Yeah, that it, it's, it is weird. You said it's happened every night since we've left? Yeah, I've, uh, I dream about it every night and I, I wake up in a sweat. No. It's, it's like it's affecting me somehow. Hopefully it passes soon. You need your rest, especially as a new captain. Yeah. You got a lot to, you got your handful. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you uh, want to keep me on, on as part of the crew. Yeah, why, why wouldn't we? Uh, I mean, the whole thing in Tortoon. I know Jean's not very happy with me being back on board. And I mean, I I can understand y'all being very leery and skeptical of me. Nobody's really even tried to talk to me since we've been back on board. Oh, crew, I'm I'm sorry. I with everything going on, I the boats and and these dreams. I just have I it slipped my mind. I it, it's okay. I I understand. I, I I told you in the in that weird hut thing that you know you're in my trust. You did things for me, saved my life. So that that continues. Uh, I, I'll I'll make sure to keep talking with you from now on, uh, even if I am a little overwhelmed right now. Yeah. If you if you need any help, I mean, I was only captain for a couple of days, but I did learn a few things. I'll. Ask you for your expertise uh, when I need the help. Um, I, I'll stop. I'll uh, kind of say, and I'll stop myself from talking and just kind of look around and, uh, well, carry on. Yes, Captain. And I'll turn and start staring out at the horizon. And I'll uh, kind of grab my holy symbol and kind of just look off into the distance a little bit and start climbing back down to the deck. As you as you reflect on, on the conversation you have with crew, make me a religion check. Eight. Maybe he was a guardian. So. He was. Made your way to the bottom of the deck. I would say around noon, one o'clock. Don't want to do anything else for this day? Yeah, I think uh, before the end of the day maybe like into the evening sean's gonna want to pull lucas and kumba aside to uh talk through what's what's going on with the terrarium you gonna call kumba funny names like drake uh, i don't plan on it no i just wanted to see what you might be able to tell us about the terrarium oh, we go to terrarium yes potentially big scary place I have to go through mouth of dead dragon turtle. Get okay. There. Hold that thought uh, just until we can get the captain here. Oh. 
to ensure, you know, he Kumba, hears the information as well. Kumba looks up, and you see him actively, like, with his hands trying to grab above his head as if he's trying to actually grapple the thought that you want him to hold on to. Kumba. Hmm. You are really just a special specimen, you know that? That, that, that a nickname. You give nickname to Kumba, like Drake. Uh, it's just a descriptor, like an adjective, something to describe who you are. Something that if I were to tell other people, they would know who I was talking about when I haven't even said your name. Like you might say, Rabbit Man, <laughs> talking about me. That's a good nickname everyone, for you. Everyone would know who you're talking about. Uh, just like if I were to say the special one, uh, most people would know that I'm talking about you. Kumba special. In many ways. <laughs> Kumba going to tell Drake that you call him special. Okay. Please don't go anywhere <laughs> because we need to have a conversation with the captain. <laughs> so I, I need you to stay here while I go get him. It okay, Kumba, hold on to the thought. You have a good grapple on it. Okay. You know, it's okay if you if it just goes away for a little bit until later. And then you can maybe just let it come back on its own. It's a lot of work. Yeah. We're going to sit. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> and uh, Jean will go up to the captain's quarters and knock on the door. Arpen it. Hey, uh, you want to go talk to Kumba? Figure out this oh. whole terrarium thing? Yes. Uh, Jean... Slip my mind. Okay, yes, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Okay, good. Good. All right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and John will <laughs> lead him back down. I'll, as we walk up to Kumba, I'll like, oh, here, hey, special guy. How's it going? Kumba could be called special by two guys today. This is good, Kumba. Kumba think yeah. this better than Haas. Did Kumba not know what Haas mean? And that mean thing that Drake say to him. Oh, it just means you're like a big, strong guy. Kumba gets wide A good smasher. Drake think a good smasher? Yeah. We all do, Kumba. Oh. You're special. Oh. Why? Did you did you do something, perhaps? Kumba don't want to talk about that right now. Okay. Well, it's important to know when we mess up sometimes, it's it's good to apologize. Uh, especially when it's, you know, something along the lines of betraying your crew and leading them into a trap. Uh, those are the types of things you really want to apologize for. Kumba, sorry if Drake screamed in the middle of the night from bed. <laughs> okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> he won't be hurt, will he? Just surprised? Chikumba go fix? He, uh, after we have our conversation. Okay. So tell us what you know about the terrarium. Oh. Big scary place. Mm-hmm. 
we've covered that. Um, to get there, I have to travel through mouth of um, dragon turtle. Dead dragon turtle. Okay, that's good. When you come out, sphincter of dragon turtle. That big word for Kumba. Mm -hmm. um, there are many islands to travel to. Take a long time to see all the islands. But lots of magic and many cool places. How long were you in the terrarium? Kumba never go. Kumba excited oh. to go. How do you know this information? We'll read books. <sighs> okay. No one told you this information? You didn't maybe see it in, like, pictures? Maybe a traveling bard told you a story? And that's and that's what you're remembering? Great, great priests on island that Kumba grow up in. Talk okay. of giant dragon turtle that that fight with giant squid ocean. And um, in both colliding in fight, great magic portal, side belly, dragon turtle, to terrarium. Terrarium is said to be magic place, where once you enter the, there, you cannot go out the same way you go in. You must find a new route to sit. But travel to many islands, and many magic items, and many great adventurers and storyteller come from from there. They say... The, the original home of of turtles from there that that the strange metal people come from there sometimes too there there are lots of great different stories of, of pirates who find great treasure adventurers who who encounter many deaths but they say that one travel through not always same as second travel through is each island always different always changing hmm so if we wanted to find a particular island it might take a few tries to get the right dimension they say you must have a magic map and these maps must be able to move when you touch them and then they show okay. when you have options for islands you can select which one but you select one island you cannot go to the other ones as you go back through I see it is that many say it is the the roots of the great tree and these roots connect to other worlds okay and that why you cannot see every island in terrarium you must have a map to take you to right island mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lucas yes did, did you get a invitation for your tournament by chance uh, that maybe did. details the name of an island. We have to go to Mundra, ah. which I assume is an island. Okay. Okay. It, Mundra Island. Yes, it is an island. Do you know what I'm? I'm just realizing. What's that, John? Do you, Do you remember when Nadar was crystallizing? Mm -hmm. And he had time to tell us a name of an individual but instead he just said find him in the terrarium yeah and then just kind of sat there and yeah. said nothing while his <laughs> mouth crystallized over yeah. my player's not bitter at all ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well not only do we not know who this individual is apparently now there's 
multiple different dimensions that he could be in. Well, we, uh, since we're going to Mundra Island, and that's the only place we know, let's just hope he's on that island. Well, I also needed a special flower. What are the chances Wait. that this individual, my flower, and your cooking competition are all in the same dimension? If this happens, there truly are gods watching over us and planning some sort of path for each and every one of us that coalesces into one area. And it might restore my faith in crew to know that this has all been pre-planned by someone to guide us to this place together as one crew. You can't question the gods, John. You, you don't follow the gods? A god? Not really. I mean, my god is money. Excuse me, hold on. Let me patch that fourth wall right there real quick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, throwing a little subtle hint in there for the DM. We don't want to spend the next five months in the terrarium. It'd be great <laughs> if the stars aligned. <laughs> but, you know, it could be that we go to Mandra Island, we find a location of the man, no, somebody, mm -hmm. and a flower, and then we can depart Mandra Island. Yes, I'm worried. Kumba, you said every time you leave, you have to take a different exit. Mm -hmm. Do you return to this world in the same place, or are you... Does that exit lead to different parts of this world? Kumba don't have any friends that gone. Mm. See, what I'm worried about, Lucas, is we will exit Mundra and end up clear on the other side of the continent. And then we have to travel all the way back to this dead sea turtle. Kumba, do you know if there's multiple entrances to the terrarium? Kumba hear that each dimension have access to the terrarium. And so, Mundra may not be island on Chakana, but rather, perhaps island on place or other worlds. So if we, the Dead Sea Turtle is, could be the entrance to Mundra Island. We don't know until we try. Yes. That, that, that is what Kumba know. But Kumba never go inside. Lucas, if I'm we... telling you right now, I'm not going back to that monkey island. That place was creepy, and I'm not doing it. Do you remember what happened to Frederican? Maybe we'll pick up a friend for Frederican. Hmm. Kumba know this. Kumba know that ancients talked to other adventurers that come and go from through Terrarium. Some pirates travel two, three times. And still make back to this world. Um, they say you at least must see three islands, if not more, before returning. But you okay. always come back to home world. Akuma don't know what the exit is. Akuma what's, what's the flower that you need? Uh, the flower that I need is described in detail in episode... 20 to 30 something of <laughs> dicey experience and if you would like to hear that description i would encourage you to go back through and listen to those uh, episodes if, if you would if you would remember i mean lucas you were there too um this was a flower that um the goliath described when you were picking up francon and pancon 
He was talking about a, it's a flower that his mother needed to be. Is that I think it was it's like yellow and like a star shape or something like that. Is what mm -hmm. I remembered. I I just can't remember why we were. I should have asked why the flower. Yes. And he did yes. give you a piece of chalk that if you were to encounter mm -hmm. flower, you could teleport to to him. Mm, okay. 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 Not the same piece of chalk that you threw over the. Okay. Well. John, I think we have a at least a course of action. We can go to the the dead dragon turtle and sail into it and hope for the best. Yes, I agree. This may just turn into a longer task than I had anticipated. But we will do what we need to to take care of Nadar and get you to your competition. Yeah. And once Nadar is back to normal, you can take back his ship and we can... Well... I think we've been a bit far removed from Nadar's leadership to remember... <laughs> he was kind of a butt. Yeah, the only memory Lucas has is just of this amazing captain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, the first and only captain. I don't remember if you if you recall his his prank that he played on me, where he freed me as a slave and then never told me and kept me working as a slave. <laughs> so, so he's 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 a funny guy. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, but. So we we knew about that, yeah. 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 The letter came. John threw a hissy fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess that is a, a point against him. We can run another vote when he's back. Well, we need someone to to clean the portajons. Pumba no like cleaning ports. Or John, who will not clean John? Well, that's why we need to get Nadar back. We get Nadar back, and you'll never have to worry about that. Nadar. He's the ghost in the closet. What? Sometimes, at night, in the captain's quarters, you can hear him knocking. Body Kumba. Kumba? Yes. I most likely will never lie to you. Oh, persuasion check. <laughs> or a deception check, whatever fits you the best. Yeah, deception. <laughs> uh, they're both plus nine, so... <laughs> uh, 17. Kumba believe you. Thank you for always be honest with Kumba. He puts his hand on your shoulder and squeezes. You special too, Jean. Thank you. But if we just go around using that word for everyone, it just loses its meaning panics for a minute <laughs> you a hoss Jean I'll take it from now on I will be the hoss and you will be special Kumba like good good now go go fix Drake he pulls out a pair of scissors fix Drake like like go go fix nameless uh did you do something to nameless too you said no. Drake was going to scream. I would like oh, you to do. fix and the scream. Oh, and he takes off. He runs off. <laughs> right. Uh, Kumba, fix. Kumba, fix. Kumba, what are you doing in my room? 
Koopa fix! <laughs> That's all you hear. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to bed. Any thoughts, Lucas? Um, goodbye, John. All right. And uh, as John walks away, you hear him mumble, I am cool, I am calm, I am collected. <laughs> you hear a voice come from your sword. Why are you saying that? <sighs> and that's what we'll end tonight's session. I really don't have time for more talking things. <laughs> like multiple. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go insane by the end of this campaign. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. My name is Jason Sketch. This is the Tale of the Fates, and uh next time we'll be totally deadly serious next time. Mm -hmm.